Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for September 14th is Daniel chapters 1 through 3. Daniel was one of the captives from Jerusalem. He's taken captive. He's sent off into the land of confusion. Babylon means confusion. Under the king Nebuchadnezzar, whose name means Nebo or Nabu, the Babylonian god of wisdom will set the boundary or protect the boundary. And so this king whose name gives honor to a pagan god of wisdom is shown to be exalted by the true god of the universe and yet humbled. There's a prophetic picture in and of itself. Nebuchadnezzar has decided to take the best of the people, the best of the young men of Jerusalem, and he's going to enter them into his court. He's going to teach them the Chaldean language and feed them the Chaldean food. But Daniel and three of his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego in chapter 1, refused to defile themselves, it says. Daniel determined in verse 8 he would not defile himself with the king's food and with the wine he drank, so he asked permission. We can apply that wisdom today from Daniel. He didn't get upset and start posting on social media. He wasn't holding a picket sign standing in the street saying, we will not comply. He respectfully asked permission for a waiver. And when the guard over him said, I'm afraid I'll get in trouble if you don't do what we're telling you to do, Daniel said, can we just have a test period? Let me eat only vegetables for the next 10 days and only drink water. And after 10 days, if our appearance is not better, if our health is not better than everybody else, we'll revisit the topic then. But can't we at least try it? God gave him favor. God blessed him because of his diplomacy. Many of us today, we want to take a stand for truth, but we can't do it respectfully or with love. And we should perhaps reconsider, especially given the circumstances that Daniel and his friends were captive in a foreign land. Their country had just been ransacked. They were literally being forced to serve the government of an invading army and yet they showed respect and diplomacy so of course God's plan for them worked and we have a lot of people today talking about a Daniel fast every so often but what if we were to just live that way and forsake the candy bars and the ice cream and the alcohol what if we were to cleanse our bodies of all of the toxins that we fill them with that come in the foil packaging in our grocery stores today what if we were to return to a whole food diet and only ever eat things that were good for us i wonder how our health would improve in chapter two nebuchadnezzar has a dream and nebuchadnezzar in his fear and perhaps some, some scholars believe that Nebuchadnezzar actually couldn't remember his dream. Have you ever had a dream that just gripped you and you just knew there was such power in it, but as you became more and more fully awake, you couldn't remember what the dream was? 
Some people believe that's what Nebuchadnezzar's issue was, but he was irritated. He was sincerely rocked by this dream that God had given him in the night, but perhaps he couldn't even remember the dream. Maybe he did remember it even clearly, but he wasn't going to be hoodwinked by anyone of the world. And so he gathered his magicians and his sorcerers and all of the people who were supposed to be providing him wisdom. And he says to them, tell me my dream and then interpret it. It's only if you can tell me the dream first that I'll know if you're actually interpreting it. In other words, I don't trust you guys anymore. Something has shifted in my thinking. I've become aware of a greater power, perhaps. And they all say, with all due respect, sir, you're crazy. Nobody could do that. Nebuchadnezzar doubles down. I'm just going to kill all of you guys. I can't trust any of you. What good are you? You have nothing to offer me. And so when one of the guards comes to tell Daniel it's time to come and be killed, Daniel says, um, again, with diplomacy, excuse me, sir, but why this harsh edict from the king? Probably somewhat exasperated and maybe even a little sympathetic, especially to this young man who, with respect and diplomacy, asks a very valid question. This man just following orders tells Daniel the reason. Daniel respectfully asks for time and then he prays and he employs his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Pray with me, fast with me. And God answers Daniel's prayer. And Daniel is able to go to Nebuchadnezzar and describe the dream and the interpretation. And the dream was of a statue with a gold head silver shoulders and chest, bronze midsection and thighs with iron legs and the feet mixed with iron and clay. And this is becoming a re this will become a recurring theme throughout the book of Daniel. There are a series of different visions and they mean the same thing. It's with incredible accuracy that Daniel predicts the future kingdoms of the world going 500 plus years into the future and even describing what's taking place today from a geopolitical standpoint. It's so reliable and accurate that people who don't believe the Bible, who want to disprove the Bible, people who have an agenda against Christianity would say there's no way this could have been accurate. It must have been written sometime around the time of Jesus because it predicts not only the Babylonian kingdom's demise, the rise of the Medo-Persian Empire, the rise of the Greek Empire after that, the rise of the Roman Empire after that. And some would say that the Roman Empire is still in effect today, changed forms, and it is dominating the entire world. But we'll get into that more when we get to chapters 8 and 10. Of course, Nebuchadnezzar recognizes that Daniel has received from the Most High God an interpretation, so he elevates Daniel. And so Daniel, this young man, this captive in a foreign land, in the land of confusion, under the leadership and headship of the king of Babylonian God of Wisdom, is placed in a position of 
significant leadership and he's blessed and he's protected while the majority of the people of God have been slaughtered and enslaved Daniel is elevated because of his wisdom wisdom is thinking the way God thinks it's the proper application of knowledge and evaluating the facts well enough that you know the right way we should all be praying for wisdom like the wisdom of Daniel and then in chapter 3 Nebuchadnezzar builds a 90 foot tall statue a gold statue and he commands everyone to bow down and worship it It says, people of every nation and language, you are commanded to fall face down and worship the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And so the people of every nation and language fell down. Everyone in Babylon, every people group represented, they all bowed down in worship to this statue. They were in this world system, this state of confusion, quite literally, and they submitted themselves to it, the exception of a few, like Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, say, we will not comply. And friends, it makes me think about in 2023 in the United States of America, how is the world system telling us that we need to comply where everyone around us seemingly is complying with whatever it is with worshiping the statue maybe it's money maybe it's education maybe the world system is putting pressure on you or on your children to go off to the university system and get four-year degrees or eight or ten-year degrees maybe it's medicine vaccinate your children get the covid jab whatever it is friends we have to be people who are willing to do only what god is telling us to do paul writes in romans whatever does not come from faith is sin we should not be a people who just go along with the world system because that's what everybody else is doing we cannot be a people who compromise some of the people in verse 8 came forward and maliciously accused the Jews and they went to King Nebuchadnezzar and said these people are not bowing down and worshiping as you have said and Nebuchadnezzar became furious there comes a time when diplomacy will no longer work when we are given an ultimatum worship the beast or die We choose death, even certain death. These young men in their boldness, and I can imagine perhaps their knees were even knocking a little bit. They said, our God is able to rescue us, but even if he doesn't, we will never bow down and worship. We will not submit. We will treat you with respect as long as you let us. We will treat you with diplomacy as long as you let us. We will go along with the program as long as we can in good conscience but there comes a time where you're asking us to trust you or trust God you're asking us to worship you or to worship God and our God is a jealous God and he is an all-consuming fire and he will not allow us to compromise in this regard we have to choose 
our allegiance and who we are going to bow down to, who we are going to quite literally trust to protect us, we have to choose. Is it going to be the world system? Is it going to be the gold statue? Is it going to be the vaccine? Is it going to be the medical system or our education or our job? Many of you have been called to move and go into a different land. This world is saying, you can't move. You don't have a job in that new location. Where are you going to live? How are you going to provide? But at the end of the day, God is saying, move. I'm calling you to move. So you just have to do it. And of course, you know the story. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego are thrown into the fire, but God meets them there. Whether it's a pre-incarnate Jesus, an angel, word angel really means messenger. So when you see the word angel in the Bible, it usually literally means messenger, a messenger of God who is a representative of God goes and meets them, but they're unharmed. The fire is so hot that the guards who are trying to throw them into the fire are consumed by it. But they themselves, when they get into the fire, they are protected. God is with them there. And of course, Nebuchadnezzar calls them out. Come on out. Of course, now I see that you worship the one true God. I will worship him too. Their position and their answer was perfect. God's able to save. I don't know if he will. Regardless, I am going to follow him and not you. My friends, let God give us that kind of faith for his glory, for a testimony unto his kingdom and his goodness and his power. May God bless you, my friends. Thank you for being on this journey with me. We'll see you tomorrow.